Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Chattanooga, Tennessee with my good friend, Nick True of Mapped Out Money. He's going to share why Chattanooga is known as a scenic city and Lonely Planet named it one of the top 10 destinations you need to see. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Chattanooga. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Now, I avoid renting cars as much as possible when I travel, but sometimes you just need a car for a few hours. That's where Zipcar comes in. You can rent their cars by the hour or by the day, and both gas and insurance are included in one flat rate. Use our link to join at wetravelthere.com forward slash Zipcar to start out with $25 worth of credits in your bank. Hey, Nick, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to hearing about Chattanooga. Hey, Lee, I am super happy to be here. I love Chattanooga. Always happy to talk about it. Doing my research, I actually learned that Lonely Planet listed it as one of the 10 U.S. destinations you need to see. Yes. I am super excited because I, you know, everybody who's listening, I just moved to Nashville and I'm looking forward to exploring the state and this whole region and having a, a resource like Nick at my side here. It's just super excited to be able to learn about Chattanooga. So let's kind of get into it. So what's your connection to Chattanooga? Yeah. So I was born about 45 minutes outside of Chattanooga in a Cleveland, Tennessee, it's just a little town, but I went to college in Chattanooga and then I met my wife there and we got married and I took a job there after college. And so I've been around Chattanooga for the first 23, 24 years of my life. I was around Chattanooga. Um, most recently, Lee, I, I'm on the road full time these days. My wife and I travel. But Chattanooga, is, it always feels like home to me. Later on, we're going to talk about the social media links. You can see Nick and his wife traveling around, uh, living in an Airstream. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you live in the dream a little bit there. But kind of talking about Chattanooga. So if you could describe Chattanooga in one word or a couple words, what would, how would you describe it? Yeah, so the word that always comes to my mind when I tell people is eclectic, it, just because Chattanooga has so much to offer. You've got a lot of different things, depending on what you're into. You've got stuff for outdoorsy people, and there's artsy people there, and there's college kids, and then you've got the corporate kind of downtown atmosphere. And then recently, you've got kind of a startup culture that's really happening. And then you've got your craft brewery and distillery scene. There's just so much going on. So I like to use the word eclectic because there's a little bit, a little bit of something for everybody. It's almost like Baskin Robbins, right? It yeah. does. There's 30, 30 <laughs> however many flavors. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I know in California, they have all the different Silicon Valley and Silicon Beach and all these other cool names. Have they come up with a cool nickname yet for, for your Silicon technology area? Yeah, they call it just Startup Chattanooga during our week or whatever. But Nuga is kind of the, the name that Chattanooga goes by for a lot of the locals. And that's kind of started to stick. And so the startup culture has adopted that as well. Uh, Silicon Nuga, maybe. There you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. So obviously you're an outdoorsy type. What are some of the things that you like to do around Chattanooga? Some of my favorite things to do, Lee, are the hiking aspects. So Chattanooga is a cool city because it sits right in the valley between two big mountains. And then the river, the Tennessee River, runs right through the heart of the city. And so if you're into anything outdoors, you basically can, can pick your poison. There's awesome hikes, great waterfalls and, and overlooks. Uh, one of my favorites that I go to a lot is uh, Sunset Rock. And it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. It's a great hike, and it overlooks the whole city and the river. And uh, it got its nickname because it is pretty at sunset. Nice. Yeah, it's great. And then as far as the other outdoorsy stuff, there's all kinds of stuff right on the river. So right downtown, um, you kind of have two main areas. You've got the downtown traditional, if you will, and then you've got North Shore, and there's a walking bridge in between 
It's really nice for pedestrians. And on either side, there's all kinds of places to eat. And then there's places to rent, uh, like equipment, like kayaks and paddle boards and things of that nature so that you can get out on the water if you want to. Perfect. So even if somebody's not renting a car and they're just in the town, or maybe they've driven through and they just don't want to get the car out of the parking lot, essentially, you can just grab a kayak from one of those downtown shops and get, get right on the river right there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what makes Chattanooga so nice. I tell people, if you're flying in, you don't necessarily have to even rent a car as long as you can get to the area that you want to go to, because once you're there, everything's kind of right there for you. So is there a good public transportation system or do you need to kind of rely on Uber? Yeah. So the car to buses uh, are kind of the local transportation system. It's great. And it goes to basically every single area that you would care about in Chattanooga, with the exception of the two mountains. We've kind of got a couple different areas that I care about. You've got downtown and you've got North Shore. And then you've kind of got what is now coming up as a South Side. And then you've got St. Elmo and all those areas. You could technically walk there, you know, a couple miles apart, but the car to bus system will take you right there and drop you off. It's super easy. And then if you are trying to go up to the mountains to do a hike, Uber is actually pretty cheap. I was actually running this uh, just a couple of days ago, checking in before the podcast, uh, and I was seeing rides from downtown up to the mountain to the trailheads for like 12 and $15. So it's, it's not a big deal. Wow, that is super cheap. I mean, I know it back in LA where I used to live, you 12, 15 bucks will get you down about two stoplights. <laughs> yeah, so it's Chattanooga is easy. Whether you're driving in, parking's not a big deal. Whether you don't want to deal with a car, getting around's also not a big deal. Actually, it was it was recently named one of the most bikeable cities as well. So we've got our ride-sharing bike system there, and a lot of people use those, and they work well. Well, that sounds good. Especially, you, know, you provided so many different food options that we're going to get into as well. Yeah. And so being able to kind of work off some of this delicious food by riding one of those bikes is probably a good idea. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you could run from place to place if you want to, you know, make sure you sweat those calories off, but I, <laughs> I definitely recommend the bike. So let's talk about some of the food. Like, What's some of your favorite places to go eat? Yeah. So my wife and I, like full disclosure, I love food, but in particular, we really care about atmosphere too. So the places I'm going to tell you, hopefully you're going to have like a good scenery as well as some good food and drinks there. A couple of places that come to mind, one of my favorites is uh, the Honest Pint. It's an Irish pub. And the cool thing about the, uh, the Honest Pint is that it used to be all these different things. And so like when it first started, it was a Coca-Cola bottling plant, and then it got sold to an office building, and then supposedly it turned into a speakeasy during the prohibition. And then after that, a door manufacturing company bought it. And this is the cool part. So nowadays it's a it's an Irish pub, and when you walk in, the entire ceiling is completely made out of doors. So it's kind of funky. It's a neat spot. They have good drinks there. They have great food. The, the one thing I say, if you go there, get the Bonnie Scott kind of the thing that they're most known for. It's an appetizer. It's a fried sausage inside of a, a fried egg. It's really, really, really good. So I'm just trying to envision, how do they get the fried sausage in, inside of the fried egg? So it's like the fried egg is kind of wrapped around the sausage? Is that what yeah. it is? So they like I do like a boiled egg, and then they open it up and cut it in half. And then you've got sausage inside there, and they come out and they're crusted as well. Oh, wow. That sounds decadent. It's top notch. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of good pubs uh, that I like to go to. Tremont Tavern is another one there, kind of known for the best burger in town. I really enjoy them. The Brew House, Lee, is another one that I love because, again, the atmosphere. Sunday afternoon at the Brew House doesn't get much better. You can sit out there. It's right on Coolidge Park. You can watch everybody outside playing frisbee or slacklining and see the river and uh, have a nice beer at the Brew House. And, and that's a German pub, so get your German food there. Right on. And so for the listeners that don't know what Nick was talking about there with the slacklining, can you explain what that is? Yeah. So slacklining is a big thing that has come up, especially in Chattanooga. And basically, if you imagine an old school tightrope, 
It's tightrope walking, except that the lines are a little thicker, and mostly young kids, college kids, take them out to parks and hook them up between two trees and get out there and slack. And the coolest thing about them is that they're bouncy. So if you really know what you're doing, I've seen kids doing flips on these things and, you know, jumping up and down and spinning around all on the tightrope. And so that's fun to watch. I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy watching. Yeah, I'm sure that that's a lot of fun. Some of us have problems just walking on, on normal <laughs> land. We won't be we won't get on the slack line anytime Absolutely. soon. <laughs> so obviously, you know, from the list that you provided me, there's a wide variety of different types of foods. Let's talk about some of the other ones. So it's a Clumpy's ice cream. You mentioned that one. Oh my gosh, Lee. So Clumpy's ice cream, it is this homemade Chattanooga local ice cream. It is you cannot go to Chattanooga am I, and not get Clumpy's. It's Again, it's right in that North Shore area, so you're right there at Coolidge Park. You can get your ice cream, walk across the bridge, hang out on the river. It's the whole experience that I love about that. So, And then some other ones, you know, I, I know I talked a lot about pubs, so if you're not necessarily into the pub and the brewery scene, there's a ton of other good restaurants. Um, one that comes to mind is a, a local Mexican place called Taco Mamacitas, and they're kind of known for their street tacos. And that place is phenomenal. It's a, it's a locally owned uh, spot also on North Shore. What type, of, what type of taco is your favorite? I tend to like anything that is a steak. So steak tacos at the end of the day are my favorite there. But that's kind of how I roll. Right on. And uh, you mentioned something called Aretha Frankensteins. Yes. So Aretha Frankensteins is incredible. They've been on the Food Network, so they have seen some publicity. But if you Google it, Google Chattanooga, you're probably not going to find this spot. It's kind of harder to find. Basically, Aretha's is a funky spot named after Aretha Franklin, not Aretha Frankenstein, but Aretha Franklin herself called Aretha Frankensteins. And when you go in and we'll I'll I'll send you some pictures, Lee, after this and you can add them to the website because this place is you just got to see it. But they've got like this funky metal skeletons and like kind of Frankenstein (laughs) zombie-esque atmosphere in there they got a little bitty tiny kitchen it's in a residential neighborhood it looks kind of like a normal house very unassuming but the food is incredible and it's just really it's a cool spot my favorite time of day they're open till like 2 a.m in the morning my favorite time of day though is to go first thing and and get breakfast they're kind of known for their big biscuits and their massively thick pancakes you gotta love some awesome pancakes like that yep another one lee that is coming to mind too is off the grill too now this is a guy his name is chef q and he does barbecue, and then he smokes everything. He's up on the mountain. He's up on Signal Mountain. We fell so in love with his barbecue that we asked him to cater our wedding. And so he did smoked chicken salad. He did smoked brisket. He did all of that for my wife and I's wedding. I love Chef Q. He's a great guy. He's up on the mountain. You won't find some better smoked meats anywhere than his. Nice. So he's like the the old wise man on the top of the mountain. Exactly. With, <laughs> exactly. You're searching out for the, the answer for the universe, right? Yep. But yeah, so we've had a few people on town, I mean, on the show so far, who've mentioned some great barbecue. Obviously, we had Noah from Austin yep. talking about all the barbecue there. Franklin's is obviously one of the, the top-notch places. And then Dan from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, yeah. he says that their brisket is the best outside of Austin. Okay. And now you're talking about Chattanooga might be kind of on par, maybe even a little bit yeah, above. If you, if you know where to go, if you know where to go, right? So Chef Q's for sure, he's the man. I'm going to have to go on a little tour and check out all these different barbecue places and figure out which which one I like the best. There's so many good restaurants, Lee, and I don't want to just keep going with restaurants, but there's one more I have to mention. It's called Champy's Chicken. Now, this is Chattanooga. It is fried chicken. It is very, very, like I said, eclectic. It's very downtown. It's a couple blocks from the college campus, and it is just good fried chicken. My wife, in particular, loves the fried pickles. I'm not necessarily a big pickle guy, but she says uh, they're incredible, so... When people are coming to Chattanooga, 
Is there a certain time of the year that's better than others to come visit? Yeah, definitely. What I kind of tell people is depending on what you want, if you're really into brewery and festivals and concerts and live music, then we're known for Riverbend, which happens right in the dead of the summer. It's a massive like concert that comes through downtown and it's right on the river. And then there's also a brew fest. The problem, though, is that it's very, very hot and muggy in Chattanooga in the summer. So if you're not into that, then I recommend coming in the fall or even kind of in the winter, depending on what you want to do. Chattanooga is at its best in the fall when it's kind of cool jacket weather. That's my favorite time of year to be out. Coming from California, I'm I'm having a little trouble getting used to the humidity here in Tennessee. <laughs> it's different. It's very, very different. <laughs> you know, I figured, oh, you know, I can adjust. It'll be fine. And yeah, I'm glad I'm indoors a lot of times in the, in the air conditioning instead of being outside. So when we're talking about visiting Chattanooga, you mentioned that there's a, a hostel that's downtown that's probably like one of the best places to stay. Yeah. When you're coming in, you got to know what kind of place you like to stay. And there's a really neat hostel that's off of Main Street that's in a really kind of up and coming nightlife area. There's a lot of bars down there. There's a couple of dance clubs, some really good breweries. And like I said, there's a hostel right down there in the middle of it all. It's kind of a smaller spot, so they can't host a ton of people. But it's a great spot if you want to come in and you want something a little different, a little more local. That's a good spot to check out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's all about having that that local, unique experience that you just can't really get someplace else. And, and kind of staying in the heart of everything and maybe do, doing away with some of the niceties that you're used to at, at a higher-end hotel or whatever. And just kind of getting back to your roots and being able to stay at a hostel might be just the the answer for you. There's also a lot of other things to do in Chattanooga from some of the research that that you and I have both done. Let's talk about like the Creative Discovery Museum. Yeah. So there's so many things that are great to do for families. The Creative Discovery Museum, I've been going since I was a little kid. My mom used to take me there. My grandmother used to take me there. And it's just a really neat spot. It's also right downtown uh, near everything, very walkable. And it's a ton of fun for kids. Last time I was there, now granted it's been, uh, I don't have kids now, so it's been a little while, but I remember like doing some archaeology, digging through the fossil dinosaur bones type things, and they had all these experiences. And it's a great spot if you've got kids, it's fun for the whole family. Another great spot downtown is we're pretty well known for our aquarium. It's not as big as like the Atlanta Aquarium, but it's a great aquarium and it's right on the river. And so again, it's just kind of a neat spot right in the middle of everything. And it's a really cool building too. Oh, that sounds a lot of fun. You also mentioned something called the Rock City. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you've ever seen the marketing, if anybody has driven through the South on any of the interstates, you've probably seen barns that say Sea Rock City on them. That is Rock City in Chattanooga. And it's up on top of Lookout Mountain. Like I said, we got those two mountains. It's up on the mountain and it is a rock city. It's a tourist attraction. So you pay to kind of go in and see the rocks. And there's a swinging bridge over the top of a waterfall that if you're feeling a little brave, you can walk out on it. But Lee, my favorite, so this goes back to the time of year, I like Rock City every time of year. It's a lot of fun. But in particular, I always try to make a point to go to Rock City around Christmas time because they decorate it so, so pretty for the lights. It, there's not much better than walking around the lights at Rock City and having a nice cup of hot chocolate to warm you up. It's a, it's a favorite memory of mine. Especially, like you said, if it's up kind of in the mountains where it's away from the city lights, I'm sure that the lights from the Christmas decorations just twinkle that much brighter. It's so beautiful. And the drive up those mountains are worth it in and of themselves. And so just riding up the mountain up to Rock City, uh, it's awesome. We only have a couple more minutes here. So let's talk about a couple of other things. Something you mentioned that's called a Tivoli Theater. So if somebody wants to come for a show, that might be the right place to go. Yep. So the Tivoli is downtown. Again, it's all right there. It's been there for a long time. It's an old theater. 
but they do a great job of keeping it up, and they always have cool shows coming through. I've seen all kinds of country music stars to really nice Broadway plays that come through, to rock shows, to comedians. Uh, they, they run the gamut, and so if you're going to come in town, you definitely want to check out what's going on at the Tivoli. And then uh, you also mentioned that there's kind of an art district that's nearby there, too. So up on the art district, it's kind of hard to explain over the podcast, but if you think of the downtown Chattanooga area being kind of flat, and off to the east side is a hill, and up on top of the hill is the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, and then also up on top of the hill is an art district. And the Hunter Art Museum is up there, and then there's also an art garden that's up there, a really nice Italian restaurant called Tony's, and a fantastic European cafe called Rembrandt. And that whole area is really cool if you're into art, you wouldn't want to miss that spot for sure. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, you just being able to check out the arts, the buildings, and then you topping it off with some amazing food and maybe just sitting outside over at uh, Rembrandt's and having a nice cup of coffee to finish off the evening would be a, just an ideal way to spend a, spend a night. And like I said, there's a river that runs right through that whole area. And so what's great is that all that art district kind of overlooks. It's up on the hill overlooking the river. So you can go get your coffee and your your croissant at Rembrandt's and then walk over to the edge and kind of overlook the river as you enjoy it. There's not an ugly spot in Tennessee Lake. It's all beautiful out there. It sounds pretty romantic, right? So it might even be, even if uh, obviously there's a lot of family things to do in, in Chattanooga, maybe it's just like a spot if you can maybe bring grandma along, you can leave the kids with grandma over at the hotel and then uh, go out for a nice little date night over there. Absolutely. And that, again, going back to the eclectic, the word eclectic, it's got something for everybody. It's family friendly. It's got a nightlife. And it's got the romance if you want to go that route. That sounds fantastic. So all the things that Nick and I have been talking about throughout the show, they're going to be in the show notes. If you haven't seen our show notes before, please go to the site. We have maps where you can see some of the things that, that Nick was talking about as far as being up on the hill and seeing the river. So we're going to have all that. But now it's time for the final countdown. And so these questions, Nick, I'm really looking forward to hearing your answers. So if a traveler only had time for one meal in your town, where should they eat and what should they go? You know, Lee, I was listening to the podcast and I heard you ask this question to everybody and it is the hardest one to answer because there's so many good spots. But if you want the Chattanooga experience, I think I have to go with Champy's Fried Chicken. You just can't beat some good old fried chicken from Champy's. Nice. What type of side items should you get? So their fries are fantastic. Just you can get the, the bag of fries. But the biggest thing I will say is make sure you get the Champy's sauce. They have other sauces, honey mustard, things like that. But uh, make sure if you go, do get the Champy's sauce. Yeah, we're going to take some good notes on that one. Tell us one of your most memorable stories of Chattanooga. You know, I've spent a ton of time there. Uh, I grew up there and then college and got a ton of great memories. But honestly, Lee, to me, when I really think about it, it's the little things, probably with family. We did my grandmother-in-law, so my wife's grandmother's 80th birthday there. And she's actually from North Alabama. So the whole family drove up to Chattanooga just to do dinner. And we did dinner. And then we got ice cream and walked across the pedestrian bridge and just hung out uh, that evening as the sun was setting and, and people are out playing. And those quiet moments in Chattanooga, uh, in that area, it's hard to beat. When I think about Chattanooga and my favorite memories, it's, it's those times. So of course you got the, uh, the ice cream from Clumpy's. Oh, of course. Where did you take grandma for dinner? So that night we actually went to Big River Grill which is a it's a more of a nicer but it's a it's a grill right downtown and it's it's really fit for big groups we had 15 20 people there so it worked out well okay what do you recommend eating there at big river let's see they've got a lot it's more american fare and so last time i went when i went there i would have gotten their steak for sure it's hard to beat a good steak hard to beat a good steak <laughs> so speaking of happy times where's the happiest happy hour in chattanooga 
Yeah, so there's a lot of good thoughts. Actually, there's a, there's a couple of websites, Lee. Um, we can link those up in the show notes, chattanoogafund.com, that have uh, the list of some of the best happy hours. My favorite is probably the Honest Pint, that one that I talked about at the beginning. If you go during happy hour, they've got half price on their wings, and then they've also got a lot of great drinks. And plus, I like my beer a little darker, and so I'm a big fan of the Irish beers. Nick mentioned the Chattanooga Fun. It's actually the Convention and Visitors Bureau. They have a ton of resources on their site, and it's a it's definitely one of the first places you want to go when you come to visit Chattanooga, right after you come to visit our website at wetravelthere.com. So between both of us, you're going to have a, a fantastic visit whenever you go to Chattanooga. The last thing is, you know, wherever I go, I always want pizza. So where's the best pepperoni pizza in Chattanooga? There's, there's three. The number one is Lucas. It is the Chattanooga local, hands down. There's only three of them, and they're all outside of Chattanooga in different areas in the suburbs. Movies is phenomenal. It is the Chattanooga pizza. Community Pie is another great one. It's kind of a funkier, a little funkier spot. It's also a Chattanooga local thing. And then if you're super into thin, kind of crispier pizza, crust would be the, the other place I would recommend. How far would you say it is from Nashville to Chattanooga? Depends on how, how fast you drive, but a couple hours. Not too far, depending on what area of uh, Nashville you're, but a couple hours, two and a half, something like that. So I can probably drop off the kids at school, drive out to Chattanooga, there you go. sample some pizza, yep. get some ice cream, yep. and then come back and pick them up. Yeah. There you go. You have plenty of time, right? Sounds like a perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my perfect day. Let me know if you're coming. I'll see if I'm in town. We will make that happen. Hey, you know, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate all the insights that you provided to us about Chattanooga. I've learned a lot. You're in my backyard, so I'm ready to come out there and, and go spend some time in Chattanooga. So tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. Like we said, my name's Nick. I run a website called Mapped Out Money, and it basically is financial budgeting and how to manage your money, mostly aimed at young folks who are trying to do something big in their life and just need to figure out how to manage money to be able to get there. Uh, my wife and I actually travel full time. We've been in an Airstream for about a year with two cats and two dogs that we travel with around. And so we have a blast doing that. But our home base is the Chattanooga area. That's where our family's at. So we, we still spend uh, four to six months a year here for sure. Obviously, traveling around in an Airstream takes some adjusting versus like a normal apartment or a house. What's been your biggest adjustment? You know, probably the biggest adjustment outside of our struggle with family in terms of just like missing family and friends and relationships, not seeing people. The biggest adjustment has actually not been the size of the space. It's just been that we moved too fast when we first took off. Okay. We actually got really used to living small and we love that. So if you're thinking about living in an RV and traveling like that, the biggest thing I would say is don't go too fast, especially if it's an RV, because there's so much to do when you're unhooking and setting up and then going to a new spot and dropping the trailer and setting up and turning around. So go slow, enjoy the cities, take them one at a time and don't try and do it too fast. That'd be my advice there. Yeah, that sounds good. So if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so the best way is you can always go to my website, but for our social media, I'm probably most active on YouTube, if you consider that social media. I, li I live on YouTube, watch YouTube, and I post a lot on YouTube. So if you just search Mapped Out Money there and you want to check it out, comment on any of my videos and I'll, I'll be replying to you shortly. Right on. Yeah, I've, I've watched a number of Nick's videos and they're, I mean, they're truly inspirational. I mean, if you really want to get your handle on your money and look at things from a little bit different perspective, you definitely need to check out Nick's videos. I appreciate that, Lee. For sure, bud. I really appreciate all the content you've done, and I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I love it when cities have unique features that you can't find anywhere else. It's hard to believe that a good chunk of the Chattanooga downtown area is completely underground. 
that would be a totally fun tour to take. I'm really looking forward to seeing the underground waterfalls at Ruby Falls and getting some ice cream at Clumpy's. What is your favorite thing you learned about Chattanooga? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Chattanooga or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Adam Sterling brings us to Laguna Beach, California to experience the living artwork known as the Pageant of the Masters. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you like this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest learning about your favorite boarding area travel bloggers with a Now Boarding podcast hosted by Ed Pizza. Each episode features an in-depth interview with one writer to discover their passion for travel and rewards. Let me know what you think.